0: Welcome to the podcast of New Creation Christian Center, the path to genuine life where you can come as you are and be transformed by the Word of God. My name is Pastor Marquise and we are a non-denominational church led by the living and active Word of God in the heart of Seattle, Washington by Pastors Harold and Anna's Faye Franklin. Whether this is your first time, second time, be sure to subscribe and share this with those that need it. Now join me and be ready to live and learn from the Word of God.
1: Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this time, Lord God. God, I ask that you would speak through me, Lord God, as well as minister to me, Lord God. We ask that you would just allow the people on the street as they're driving by to hear your word. Even the man that sits over here in the chair, that he would hear your word, Lord God. And he would allow you to change his heart, Lord God. And he would just take in and receive all that you have for him. Lord God, we just thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Tonight's message is called Metamorphosis. And uh, before I get into that, I would have been praying and was like, God, what do you want me to speak on? And he gave me a different topic and I was like, okay, okay, this is what I'm supposed to speak on. But then it was just like, he said, wait, 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 I don't want you to speak about that. So I said, okay, God, I'm waiting on you. Tell me what you want me to speak about. So it took a while and he told me metamorphosis. And when I looked up metamorphosis, it said a complete change in physical form. And then one also said transformation or transfiguration. So we all know the process of metamorphosis. A caterpillar starts out as an egg and, and then it becomes a caterpillar. And as the caterpillar, it, his job is to eat and eat and eat, and that's all it does, is it eats and eats and eats until it gets big enough, until it's mature, until God tells it, tells it it's time to begin to spin a chrysalis. And as it spins a chrysalis around itself, then it's time for it to rest. And as it begins to rest during this time, it just allows things to be transformed. God begins to transform it into what he wants it to be made, and that is transforming wings and legs and eyes so that it can become a beautiful butterfly. And with that, a lot of times we go through different periods where we're babes in Christ and we're just starting out and we start out on the milk and then we begin to to grow and then God gives us a little bit of meat and or a little bit of bread and we can we we begin to mature and then we get a little bit of meat and that's where we're mature we're able to digest it and and understand what it is that God wants us to do so with this the first scripture I'm going to go to is first Corinthians chapter 3 And start at verse 1 and if you can do it in the NIV that'll work or I can read it off or whatever you want me to read off it's gonna be first Corinthians chapter 3 starting at verse 1 it says brothers and sisters I cannot address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready, to, ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. So when we first start out as being saved, we'll read the word and we may not understand it, or we may understand it to one extent. But as we grow and we mature and begin to study the word and ask God for his understanding, then we can read it and we can understand it on different levels. And now it has such a bigger meaning to us. So like I said, with the caterpillar, it goes to different stages. And us as Christians, we go through different trials and tribulations in our life, different stages in our life. And we begin to grow physically, emotionally, spiritually. And with spiritual growth, we go to through different stages. And I broke them down like this. The first stage is the feeding stage, where we are taken in and we feed on the scriptures. We focus and we learn about God through Jesus. And that's when our foundation is first built. And that's when we need to grab along. Um, Move alongside of someone to say, okay, I need you to help mentor me. Help me understand this. And you begin to do Bible studies. You begin to read the word and and say, okay, what does this really mean? And begin to just really study it so that you're getting the right understanding. Then the next, as you you do that, then um, the next stage is the resting stage. Where we digest what we have learned. Meditate on God's character. And stop and listen to his voice and start to trust and praise him. And that's when we learn what worship is. Because when I first got saved, I would just, okay, I'm going to pray and I pray. And and I say, God, I need this. I need that. God, I need you to change this. And that would be it. Or I say, God, I I want you to do this and this in my life. And when I didn't hear the answer I wanted to hear, I was like, oh, God didn't say nothing to me. God didn't say anything, but as I began to grow, when I began to mature, I knew I need to wait on God. And when he would speak to me, it may not be the answer I want, but it's the answer that I need. So with us maturing, God gives us ear to hear him and to really hear what he's saying, because a lot of times we'll say, oh, he said, I can go there. I could do this. Still, I still can do this. Did he really say that, or is that your voice? Is that you speaking, saying, oh, it's okay, You'll be all right. It's okay. You still can take that sip. No. God's voice doesn't say, okay, you can still drink. God doesn't tell us that. That's us trying to fit. say, okay, I still could fit in. I still could do this. But that's us getting back around our old ways. Some of the things God has stripped us of. The next stage I want to go into is called the activity stage. And that's after us being fed and us resting in God's presence, that we are empowered to take on a new perspective of life, a deeper desire for to make a difference in the world. And that's when we begin um, begin to just God gives us wings and a willpower just to go harder for him, to be faithful, to be on fire for him, and to begin to exercise those gifts God has given us and exercise that faith muscle. I call it a faith muscle. I'm doing right now the insanity workout. And it's tough. And it's building. It's, it's helping me to get up my cardio right now. I'm in the cardio phase. But as I progress, then I'll start to help tone up the muscles. And if you don't tone your muscle, then it's just flabby. It's kind of useless. It's just it's not really being exercised the right way. And us as Christians, if we don't take leaps of faith, then we're not exercising it. If we don't begin to trust in God then what are we doing? We're not putting our trust in God. We're not following the word wholeheartedly. We're supposed to take him at his word. We're supposed to grab hold of the word and begin to believe it, apply it, and live in it. Amen? So the next scripture I want to go to is Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And before I go into that, with us, you know, going through this transition, we have to go through hard times. We have to face the struggle. We have to face the different things so that we can come out and we can learn life lessons. It's not going to always be easy, but as we put on faith and as we begin to trust God, and he puts us in that trust spot, and we have to just really trust him and say, God, I don't know how it's going to work, but with God, I know all things are possible. I'm standing on this word. And as we begin to trust him, then that builds our faith up. So the So, Romans 8 and 29, it says, For those who knew God, or sorry, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to become the image of his son, sorry, to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and that those he predestined he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. And when God gave me the scripture, he let me know that he has chosen us to walk as God has come and he sent his son to come and be an example for us of how we're supposed to live. Now it's us to live this word and begin to be an example for those around us, our peers, our brothers and sisters, to be an example to them of how, we are, how they are supposed to see Christ. Yeah. So that they can see, okay, this is what it means to be a, a Christian, not just going to church, but living it and, and showing who God really is. So us becoming more and more like Christ, that means we have an ultimate goal in mind. That means to get closer to him. That means to leave our physical bodies behind and to begin to grab hold of the spiritual realm that he wants us to have, the spiritual connection, to begin to just pray and just really listen to what God is saying and know that he's with us and he's talking to us and He's there to, he sends his Holy Spirit to encourage us along this journey as we go through the different trials in life. The next scripture I want to go to is 2 Corinthians chapter three. And we're going to start with verse eighteen. And it says, And we all who with unveiled faces, unveiled faces, contemplate the the Lord's glory. And being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This is God showing us the transformation. When we begin to surrender our lives to Christ, then he will give us a new mindset, he will give us a new heart. He would give us a new desire just to please him that we want to do his will wholeheartedly, not halfway do things, but all the way do it. You hear me when I pray, I say, God, I want to give you all of me because you sent your son to go on the cross and he didn't just go halfway and say, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But he went all the way to the cross and hung his head and died for us. So how much more should we go all out for him? We should go all out for him not halfway say, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'm with my Christian brothers, so I'm going to act like I'm saved. I'm on fire for God. But then when I'm by myself, I'm saying, God, I could do it by myself. God, I got to figure it out. I I don't need you right now. No, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be giving everything to God and trusting him wholeheartedly and not trying to move in our own flesh and try and do our own desires. Amen. Amen. The next scripture, we're going to stay in Corinthians. We're going to go to Corinthians chapter 4 now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. We have a say amen. All right. It says, therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly you are wasting away, yet inwardly you are being renewed day by day. When I first got saved, I would just you know, read a little bit and say, okay, I'm reading my word so I could say, okay, I did my reading for the day. And I would say, okay, I'm reading this verse. But as we begin to read and read more, I understand, okay, I read this already, but what are you really saying? And, and how does that apply to me? I begin to study it more and examine it more now. And the, I noticed that once I got saved and I began to live for Christ, I didn't want to do the same things anymore. I knew I couldn't do them, but I didn't the desire was gone. The desire was gone. And it was interesting to see that when I got around my family they'd say, "Oh no, she doesn't do that." And I'm okay I, I'm okay with that because they identify that I am making a bold stance in my faith, that I'm no longer going to conform to the pattern in this world, but I'm going to allow God to transform my mind. I'm going to allow him to transform my thought process and the way I live, the way I act, so that I don't identify with the same things that the world identifies with. Amen? We have to be transformed and renewed daily. The next scripture I'm going to go to is Philippians chapter 3 and verse 12, sorry. We'll go to Philippians 3, verse 12. It says, Not that I have already obtained obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, But I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. So our goal in mind here is to be all that God has called us to be. As the caterpillar, it knows its end journey is becoming a beautiful butterfly. It doesn't stop halfway and say, oh, I just want to stay a caterpillar. I don't even want to do that. But God has a journey for us. Don't stop halfway because you say, oh, I'm inadequate. I'm by myself. What, 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 do I really, what other talents do I really have? No, don't allow the things the world has put upon you to hold you down. Break those things off in the name of Jesus and begin to walk in what God has called you to be. Know that God has a bigger goal in mind for you. And that you should pursue after. Amen? Just like an Olympian. When they're running on that track, they're running because they want to finish the race. We shouldn't just say, okay, I'm just going to get a little bit so I can just get by and say I made a good effort. No, I want to give God my best. I want to give him my best. So I'm going to give all that I have while I'm at my job, while I'm on the bus. Whatever I'm doing, I need to do it for my best. Do it unto God for the best. A lot of times we get caught up in just doing it just so we get by and we do stuff halfway, but we need to remember that we're worshiping God in everything that we do. We're praising God in everything that we do. So as Michael's working on cars, God, I thank you for giving me hands and eyes to be able to work on the cars. As Monica is working at her job and she's acting, God, help me to portray Christ as I use my gifts and talents and I act in this part. And as I'm at my job, God, help me to portray Christ in everything that I do and everything that I say. It's interesting as my, um, the lady that's in the acting role as my supervisor, we were talking this week and she's like, oh, she caught herself. And she's like, you know, I, I realize you have never cussed. I was like, I don't cuss. She's like, I know there's something different about you. And I realize there's something different about you. And I notice that when I'm around you, I have to watch what I do. I got to watch what I say, but if you have never noticed, I'm watching you always, and I was like, okay, but God just realized, just reminded me, you're the only God that people may ever see, so you have to remember that you're portraying me, you're loving in the midst of the strife, in the midst of the things going on, you're loving, you're loving on people and you're showing them who I am. And so as I I was like, okay, and then a different time, she came to me this week and said, you know, there's just something different about you, and I like it. You get all excited. Things may be tough, but you figure out a way how to make things work, and and you're still upbeat about it. You may seem down a little bit, but you're still like, okay, we're going to make it work. We're going to do this, and we're going to get that done, get that completed, and then we're going to move here. It's like you always keep moving, and you're still smiling, even though it's tough, and you got some crazy stuff that I don't even want to do but you're smiling about it. And I was like, well, you know, I like what I do. It may be tough, it may be challenging, but I like what I do, so I'm going to give it my best. I might get tired, I may get frustrated, but I'm going to do what I am doing right now, and I'm going to give it my best. And she said, that's good. So it's just interesting. Remember that God has a goal in mind for us, amen? And we need to press forward to that goal. Then I want to talk about go back and talk about the root of transformation. So we're gonna go to Ezekiel 36. All right, so Ezekiel 36, and we're gonna start at 26. And starting at verse 26 it says and I will give you a new heart and I and put a new spirit in you and I will remove from your heart all of the stone that was given that all the stone and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit in you and move you from my sorry and move and move you to my flesh Follow, to follow my decrees and to be careful and keep my laws. And when, I, when God showed me the scripture, God said that he's going to put a new spirit within us. He's going to transform our hearts. So all that baggage, all those wounds that you are carrying around, God has now, if you allow him to, he will transform that heart those scars that you had that had you bound. He will transform that and give you a fresh new start and show you the way to love and a way to care for people and to show you how to keep his laws, how to follow the plans that God has for you. A lot of times us going through life, we think, okay, I still have those wounds and those hurts and we try and just cover them up, I'm okay. But God wants to heal us of all that so that we can love unconditionally, so that we can keep moving and not hold, not just praise to a certain extent, but he wants to free us to where we can freely let go and freely worship and freely praise him. Amen? When I first, well, not first, but the second time when I gave my life to Christ when I was a teenager and I understood what it meant to be saved and I was ready to, you know, live for him, I had to allow God to change my heart, and to take off all the baggage, all the hurt, all the pain, because if I kept that with me, then I probably would be real distant. I would love you at a distance, because I was hurt. And I, and I didn't wanna allow that to go into this new phase I had just started in life. And I said, God, I need you to strip off all of me that's holding me back. All that's gonna, all my hangups, all my frustrations, anything that's going to hold me back, I need you to take that off. And I needed him to transform me into who he wanted me to be because me just trying to do things my own way just wasn't good enough because I felt inadequate. I felt like it's just little old me because that's all I was told for so long. But God said, no, I called you. I called you. And it wasn't until I got saved and really began to live for him to, to why I understood why he called me precious. Because oh, I was told all my life was you're precious because I didn't have a name for you. And you were supposed to be a boy. So I was so hurt for so long and God said, no, break that lie off. Because that is not who I called you to be. He said, I called you precious for a reason. Not just because you're going to be little and petite, but because I had something big and something of value in you. And I allowed the lies of the world and of my siblings to weigh me down and think, okay, I'm just precious just because I was a mistake or just because they weren't prepared. But God said, no, I took something that was nothing and I made it into something beautiful. And he said, that name you have, you will be able to live up to it. Where they told you, you wouldn't amount to it. He said, I called you precious for a reason. And because you are named that, when people connect with you, and they begin to talk to you, and even if they just see a smile on your face, they're gonna see she's really precious. Because she's mine. Because she's a child of the most high living God. And it blows my mind. You may see tears coming down my face because it blows my mind. uh, Because of the God we serve. And he said, I value you. I chose you. Just like a hand-picked jewel. The people, they buy their diamonds and people that have a lot of money, they will hand-pick the one they want used in that ring or that necklace. God said, I chose you. And I called you by name from birth. The next scripture I'm going to go to is Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to to test and approve God's will, what, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. A lot of times we have conformed to the pattern of what, what's going on. We try and follow the trends of the world, and we can't get caught up in that. But we have to allow God to, to transform us so we can be a frontliner, we can stand out, and people can say, this person is different. And why are they different? Because they have the love of Jesus. And because they're living a lifestyle portrayed after Christ. Because we allowed him to transform us and to make us new like the model of this church. We can come just as we are, but we just can't stay that way. We have to allow him to transform us, amen? As I'm closing, because you know, I'm a short preacher. This quote I found, and I just had to really read it over and over, and I think it's awesome, I wanna share it, it says, I pray that your past is your springboard and not your kickstand. And when I think of a springboard, it pushes you forward. And when you think of a kickstand, it just holds you up. So let your past be your springboard. The theme, let it be that thing that pushes you to go harder. People talked about me, my teachers talked about me, said I would never graduate. And that pushed me to go further, to graduate with more credits than what I needed. That pushed me to go further, to, to be all that God wanted me to be. As people told me, okay, you're gonna be, you're just gonna be the first one to have a baby out of your sisters and you're, you're just so fast and this and this is gonna happen. I was one of the first ones to get married. I was one of the first ones to say, okay, I'm going to do this the right way. But it's, it's just, let it be something that pushes you forward. Don't let your past hold you back. But give it all to God and ask God, okay, this is part of my testimony. And what was the test that I learned from it? And allow that to push you to go forward so you can show someone else how God had brought you from your mess into what he's brought you to now. And that's victory. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for transforming us. We thank you for not allowing us to stay in our mess and stay the way we were and not allowing us to to listen to the lies the enemy has put upon us. But God, we thank you for breaking off generational curses. We thank you for giving us hope, for giving us peace, for giving us joy. We thank you for helping us to understand who you predestined us to be. God, we thank you so much for giving us a fresh new start, Lord God, for transforming us, Lord God. And maybe there's some areas that are still holding us back. Maybe there's some areas that you haven't, we haven't given to you, Wholeheartedly, Lord God. Help us just to let go and allow you, God, to transform us, to make us new, to give us that that push that we need to spring forward, Lord God, into all that you want us to be, Lord God, to have that boldness, that joy, that peace, to go and share your word with someone this week and just be a light to everyone we come in contact with. We thank you for the system of metamorphosis that you're taking something that was that was old. God, and you're making it into something new and beautiful. God, we thank you for transforming us because you are awesome and you're a wonderful God. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name
0: we pray. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you listening to today's message. If you would like to hear this message and others in its entirety, visit our website newcreationwa.org we have services on Saturday nights, and we would love for you to come out and join us at the Emerald City Bible Fellowship building located at 7728 Rainer Avenue South, Seattle, Washington, 98118. For questions or comments, call us at 425-686-8197. You can be made new in Christ. God bless.